0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Oh, that's Not Kind of Productions podcast. Lady
1: Mouse. Lady 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 Mouth Lady mouse Lady mouse Lady mouse Lady mouse Lady mouth, Lady mouse Lady mouse lady, 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 lady mouth, Lady, lady mouse lady lady, lady, lady lady mouse Lady Lady mouse Lady Mount lady, lady mouth, Lady mouse 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 Lady Lady mouth. Lady, oh like totally lady mouse Hey ladies! Oh yeah, today is a very special episode of Lady Mouth with Jasmine, who is anonymous. So Jasmine, hey, how are you today? Hey, um, I'm good, just, you know, surviving the whole COVID-19 thing. Oh my god, I'm sure. Are you, are you under wraps, being socially distanced, and are you working from home or anything? or? Primarily, yeah, working from home.
0: Everyone should be working from home at this point, seeing as the capabilities are there for most companies to allow you to
1: work from home. Oh, exactly. I completely agree. I worked for about two days and then uh, I'm looking for other things right now. I just don't want to touch people right now, especially strangers. I don't know what you're coming in with, you know? Yes, that makes makes 100% sense. Exactly. So today everybody jasmine and i are going to talk about sex work it is something we're both very positive about sex work and having it legalized should be somewhat of a priority in this country but it isn't and sex should not be as taboo in this country as it definitely is do you agree with that jasmine
0: i definitely agree um Realistically, this is one of the oldest professions on earth, and it's a necessary profession. People are always going to sell sex in some way, shape, or form, whether it be through pornography, whether it be through OnlyFans, which is a new website where people are sharing nudes of themselves, which is essentially a lot like cam girling, except for you're really pretty much working for yourself in that instance, which is a phenomenal step up. um, Was it like a
1: fiver for nudes? Kind of. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't. What was it called again? Um, OnlyFans. OnlyFans. What Um, is Only? I'm sorry, Fans. OnlyFans. Oh wow! OnlyFans is
0: a website that allows people to basically sell their own content. It's a subscription-based service. So if you have an OnlyFans, you can sell images or videos of yourself performing of various acts, or just photos of you and less than. Clothed positions. Honestly, I think OnlyFans is phenomenal. Um, it's a massive step up over your traditional cam girl website, and I think that if you are a cam girl, you should 100% consider an OnlyFans account.
1: I know what a cam girl is, but is their setup different than? How is it different from OnlyFans that you prefer OnlyFans? Well, I would say OnlyFans operates a lot like Patreon. Sorry, I just don't know how cam girls. I don't watch porn. I, I. You know, I, I don't know the ins and outs. Oh, it's understandable. I was only
0: I was a cam girl for 20 seconds. Honestly, it, <laughs> it's super super rough. Perfect. Yeah, a lot of cam like camming websites for cam girls do take a massive cut of what you can make. And um, the comment section that you see for cam girls is really, really ugly. I could not recommend being a cam girl unless there was no other option. It really is, if you ask me, dehumanizing. And realistically, the kinds of cuts that some websites request of you are barbaric. And realistically, you'd be making so little money. It's almost like, depending on how big your audience or following is, you could be making minimum wage just or even less than minimum wage despite working
1: like 12 hours a day it's insane oh my gosh that's awful so so you're right then rather than work for some company you work for yourself with OnlyFans okay I agree I I'm actually considering it now now that I just learned about it from you I'm like oh maybe I should do that to make money Uh, if people want to see loose skin from weight loss surgery they're more than welcome to well,
0: OnlyFans is for everyone. There's like if you have an OnlyFans account, there's always somebody wanting to watch. And anyone can get can get an OnlyFans. Like from like amateur to like professional uh, pornographic actresses both have OnlyFans. It's
1: oh wow. Oh, it's like in the Chicago. Instagram of porn. I kind of yeah. That's awesome, but you get paid. Um, sorry to sidetrack with that. It just it really intrigued me because I never knew the ins and outs of cam girls. So thank you for that insight. Oh no problem. Um, now you were a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, what exactly did you do, Jasmine? Well, this was a long time ago. Back yes. when like
0: you could purchase sex on Craigslist and Backpage. So, ooh, wow, yeah, it was a long I remember back page oh. like the back pages of
1: the village voice and stuff like that. Is that what you mean? Back page was like its own like website. Oh, I'm thinking newspapers, that's how old I am. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but I did, uh, one time my co-pair and I we housed a person I met on World of Warcraft who took advantage of our hospitality and uh became a gay hustler and he was working out of Craigslist. Wow, yeah. That was fun. That, that is special. I probably would not. I take in stray humans and I took in one once. I took him in. I took a chance and he, you know, spit it in my face. So I can't have any stray humans anymore in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I've been banned by Brian. These um, things happen. I
0: really do think if I was going to like sell body, like you should probably not do that out of the person who's
1: hosting you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, he didn't take his people to our place because we have two kids and the cat at the mm-hmm. time. So he, he just went out to them, but he used our computer. Like, I don't want to be tracked by the FBI for sex trafficking. No, that's not sex trafficking for for. Prostitution. Yeah. Prostitution. That's what I meant. Sorry. I was just like, wait, no, he was over it. He was like 20 something. <laughs> I wasn't taking in a young stray human. I don't, <laughs> definitely don't do that. This was years ago too. This is 10 years ago. We took him in and actually I do have a hot minute of sex work, even though I am a massage therapist, it is not legal here. If it was legal, I might consider being a sex massage therapist as a career to make more money. I personally have no problem with that. I think sex work should be legal, but I keep my massage life completely professional and only boyfriends get uh happy endings. <laughs> <laughs> However, maybe 15, almost 20 years ago, I don't know. I was friends with a wonderful dominatrix who a friend was dating and one week, she one time she asked me Hey, I need some over tall, overweight girls. I was I used to be uh, large um, to assist me on jobs, and you can make a lot of money. And I said, hell yes, because I wanted to explore the world of dominatrixing mm-hmm. and what ac- actually entailed. And I did. Like, four different jobs with her over the course of a week. And not only did, was I so satisfied with the money, I was so satisfied with the experience. It was so fun. There was no sex, even though everything is in a sexual manner. But, mm-hmm. like, it was like you're in control. And um, I wonder that when you were a prostitute, did you always have that confident feeling of control or no? What, what got you into it? Hmm.
0: All right, I think the thing that really got me into it was probably the environment that I was in. Um, when I was young and queer, obviously, uh, there was a lot of... Well, you're a-
1: anonymous. Nothing's obvious. We don't know what race you are, what sexuality you are. Oh. That's all for you to... If you offer that information, I'm going to use it. So
0: I happen to be transgender. Um, I transitioned at this point in the game over 10 years ago um, and uh, uh, essentially 10 years ago was when I started uh, prostitution. So when I was maybe 18, I believe was the age I started. Yeah, 18. I was young and there was money in effeminate prostitutes. Now they didn't necessarily have to be female prostitutes, but a lot of people, a lot of men are interested in feminine presenting um, escorts and prostitutes, even if they're not necessarily 100% a trans woman. Um, so I had a ton of friends at that time period who were interested in prostitution and making money. And I obviously wanted that, like wanted in on that kind of money that helped me with my transition. I was in college at the moment. So there was always needs a need for more money. And so I took a chance with a friend who had been prostituting since she was 16. Uh, So she happened to know a lot about the scene and how to keep oneself safe. And so I threw my lot in with her. It was her that got me most of my jobs and her that kept me out of harm's way and who could verify like client for me. Um, She was essentially my madam. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. It
1: worked out really well. Oh, I'm sure because you had a guide. Any kind of profession or hobby or world you're going into, you need if you're green, if you're super green, you need a mentor and someone to teach you the ropes. That's how you learn. Definitely. What kind of stuff did you learn? Would you, would you mind sharing? I'd love to hear it. Oh, perfect. One of the things that um
0: I was never quite the best at um was probably banter. Majority of the time when you're escorting, um, you're not having sex.
1: Oh. Actually,
0: let me specify this. Um, There's different kinds of prostitution. There's different kinds of sex work among prostitutes. Not to be derogatory, but there is your average... Crack whore. I prefer
1: to... (laughs) See, you didn't want to be derogatory, but I can't. They're under the L. Oh, I should have said under the L girls, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so there's girls that are just walking the streets, turning tricks by any passing car. Um, That's a far more dangerous world and a far more dangerous situation than I found myself in personally. In those particular instances, the chances that you experience physical violence increases up to like 50%. Well, honestly, it's like that they don't really, you don't really separate prostitutes based on their income. But I would argue that those closer to the bottom of like income for prostitutes are far more likely to experienced violence on the job. The number that I'm familiar with, the one the last one I checked is like 2014, 2015, and it stated that sex workers are 50%, I'm sorry, 50% of them experienced some kind of violence on the job. And I honestly think that lower end prostitutes are far more likely to experience this kind of violence on the job because there's just so little protections for them.
1: Yeah, the cop I mean, all right, so any knowledge i'm telling you now any knowledge i have of this world is from watching svu i'm sorry to say it like that (laughs) however it is filmed in new york the writers they all know how new york goes so even though it is a fantasy show there is a lot of uh things they draw from from real life especially in new york so i do know that you know i I would imagine that just hustling at cars where cops are kicking you out off the street must be extremely dangerous. A mm-hmm. danger, You know, when I see that, like on an episode, I'm like that. I mean, especially with the transgendered prostitutes, they just had a transgendered prostitute episode before quarantine. And this girl mm-hmm. got beat the shit out of, but then she went back to sex work. I'm like, what the fuck? And then she was in another episode and she stopped doing sex. I don't get it, but they were car hustlers, transgender mm-hmm. car hustlers. Yeah. So what other worlds are there? Because there's escort and call girl. I mean, what, what was your domain? My experience
0: was a little higher end than that. You wouldn't be able to hail me in a car. Realistically, if you wanted to purchase my services... It would have been done online. Um, ah. My madam, I'm just going to refer to her as that so I don't state her name. Um, she very specifically vetted clients. Um, she had a client book, essentially, which is like, a, like an Excel document with some basic information on the folks that were hiring us. She had been doing that for years and she started off on the street selling herself from car to car to purchase hormones. So, there she understood that experience and she wanted to keep people who were working for her essentially out of that kind of life. So, it was you, it was essentially her that made sure that anyone that I knew at that point in time worked a little bit higher in clientele um, just for our safety. So for the most part, the way that I would meet clientele at first was usually over the phone. We'd have like a, maybe a 10, 15 minute long conversation. I'd learn stuff about whom I was meeting, just basic stuff, banter, smile, laugh, tell a joke or two, have a great time. Yeah. So after that initial like interview over the phone, um, there would be a meeting in a more neutral location. One of our, um, friends worked at a hotel in jersey city and so when there were rooms that weren't
1: filled yeah this tunnel prazzies
0: yeah it really did save everyone a lot of money and stress that one of our friends happened to work in a hotel and could get us rooms for low or free and so therefore um oh, Upon awesome. first, yeah, it was awesome upon first meeting, I would usually probably try to drag uh said John to the hotel to meet me to you know engage with me. There was a bar downstairs. we could always talk in the bar, we could go to, to go up to a room if that was absolutely necessary. It was a good time, honestly
1: That's awesome, um, and no one ever tried you no one ever got busted in your time or no I raids mean, on the hotel no. Not awesome. Not
0: in my experience. But after a while, I stopped using the hotel because it wasn't really necessary. I didn't actually have a ton of new clients. Um, The thing I really happened to eventually get good at was having repeat clients and repeat like repeat buyers. It was really better for me. Personally, to do that than to try to meet new people every time, remember names, remember you know like interesting
1: factoids about people um oh i I mean that, and that goes with any customer service that goes with my profession. I used to work in a hotel, it's the same mm-hmm. thing, you know any kind of customer service profession you want repeat clients rather than new constant clients, mm-hmm. you know hospitality is about remembering people and treating them like they're the only person in the world that is a lot yes that's essentially what you're doing as a as a prostitute
0: you're mm-hmm. when you're on this end of of the spectrum that's essentially what you're doing if you want if you want someone to come back to you they have to feel special they have to feel like that's like that they're the only person that you care about at that moment and so for the most part, most of my job really wasn't actually having sex. In fact, sex was usually the, the shortest time we spent doing anything was having sex.
1: Did your clients understand your situation that you were essentially doing this to get your hormones and get, your, get whatever you had to do for your transition? No. <laughs> oh, you don't discuss that? Because one time, i um, one of my last jobs in that week of being a dominatrix's assistant. They call them mistresses. Oh no, ladies. Mm-hmm. The dominatrix is the mistress. And I was the lady and I had to make up my own name. I was lady Ash. Cause I was thinking of army of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> I love Ash. I'm like, I'm lady Ash. Um, <laughs> so I remember we were at a hotel for one job where I sat on a guy's chest for a half hour. That was awesome money. If you get an offer, to sit on a dude's chest do it anyway (laughs) i shouldn't have said that but whatever so no no, no, that's awesome (laughs) i made a lot of money just sitting on him for a half hour just being a fat girl sitting on a dude but he asked us questions about now my mistress stayed with me she didn't leave me alone in the hotel room Mm -hmm. he was paying both of us to be there which i i i'd also felt very safe for that one week i didn't I, Mm -hmm. i mean again it was one week i'm barely dipped a toe into the world. He asked us whatever he felt like asking us, like do you guys do you girls have boyfriends and blah blah blah? And he was just asking us all these personal questions. And I was like, what about you? Do you have a girlfriend? And then my mistress was like, No, we don't we don't ask them questions. Is that the same thing in your part of the profession? Um, I don't know about other
0: escorts, but I am um I found that people really, really wanted to talk, like, a lot. And yeah. so most of my job was letting them talk. Uh, some of my favorite clients were clients whom would never shut up. Um, I very rarely gave them a ton of information about me. They, A lot of them figured my name wasn't Jasmine, which was pretty
1: obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you look like a Jasmine, right? Do you? I could, I don't. I bet you look like a Jasmine, right?
0: Maybe, maybe.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I, you're anonymous. I have no idea what you look <laughs> like. I have no idea if I know you at all. Mm-hmm. I just have no idea who you are. I'm just so happy you're talking to me. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. You're so <laughs> welcome. Yay. Oh. Um... So you had, um, on our pre-interview, you had told me a story of some of the clients being really like homophobic yet hiring a trans prosy. Yes. Um, what is that
0: about? (laughs) You, there's you, that's really interesting, honestly. Um, so you can, it's really easy as a person to compartmentalize, Um, a ton of different things. I had clients that were homophobic. I had clients that were racist, Um, but it didn't, the thing about it was it didn't necessarily matter what their personal feelings are. What matters what they were attracted to. Um, One of my longtime clients, and I would say also maybe even a personal friend of mine had been a chef and he was a, four or five star chef had his own like had his own restaurant he, had, he was pretty decent in the business um he had his own restaurant in let's oh, see it wasn't in jersey city it was a city it was one of those cities around jersey city um okay. it was but point is he personally was um very much not in favor of interracial
1: dating but he hired you and from what you tell me your skin is our G- gorgeously darkest night correct
0: yep so he told me like multiple times that he would he had not been in favor of his son who was actually older than i was um oh my gosh yes uh, his son uh dating a black woman he just he's like i i wouldn't have it he couldn't marry her i couldn't like my my grandkids can't be black i i couldn't handle that
1: doesn't that make you feel weird, though, being hired by him? Like, is it? I, I know it's your choice to be in sex work, but given the dynamic of how well America has treated its citizens, especially, you know, the past 400 years, uh-huh. you know, isn't that a weird position to be in as, as a black, trans, proud woman? getting bought by this dude and him telling you about how he doesn't want interracial grandchildren. It's a a
0: really weird position to be in, but I will say from my personal experience and even in my personal dating life, you see that amongst a lot of older Americans um, that they're stating that they just wouldn't be in favor of having that in their family. And obviously I was laughing about it when I, when he said it, because I mean, if we're going to be 100% honest, he was homophobic he did use like the word faggot often but uh, if we're going to be honest like it's super hard did he not never to me good i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt I just no to no interrupt. it's absolutely fine he's never he had never said it when in my presence but do i think that he's ever said it in his life oh most, yes. probably, yeah please. most likely most likely <laughs> yeah yeah But like all of that being said, like he can be as homophobic and as racist as he wants. He's got a black trans like cock in his ass. So that's (laughs) all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Black trans cock in his ass. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my God. I'm just all week. I'm going to say I'm going to hashtag black trans cock, black trans cock. I love black trans cock. Do you love black (laughs) trans? Oh, it's going to be the best, best episode ever.
0: Yeah, so that was my point. Like, even if yeah. he was, like, not in favor of that in his personal life, he was yeah. obviously attracted to this in his own life. It was a bit of a cognitive dissonance thing. But despite all of that, um, jobs with him were some of my favorites. Um, once I had stopped seeing him at, like, the hotel, I eventually started seeing him in his own, in his personal home. And Oh, Wow. Yes, and in his home, we would cook together. And those were some of my, those are still to this day, some of my favorite memories. Um, oh, wow. I cook now more having met this man than I probably would have if I hadn't worked with him.
1: Um, Isn't it complicated when you know someone that may be just hateful with their ignorance and bigotry, but they're nice people, but still you got to draw that line? But you know, obviously you're sympathetic like I am. Like, I was on a jury once with a guy who was like, he, he's like, I kind of am a white sympathizer. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> kind of? He's like, my mom's just had problems with black people. I'm like, what the, are you fucking dumb? Meanwhile, he's on a jury with like me, a flamboyantly bisexual man with a tattoo of Divine from Pink Flamingos and this guy was awesome (laughs) but like and uh and a a bunch of black people and it was me him the gay guy and one of these black women it was just always the four of us for two months during jury duty we'd have lunch together all the time and i'm like this is the weirdest group ever like i could see me the bisexual and the black woman but the white sympathizer quote unquote it's just weird it is weird like yeah. the situations we find ourselves in. Yeah, I'm not trying to turn this into racism, but I definitely have to have episodes about racism because, mm. yeah. But,
0: definitely. Uh, racism is a huge problem in the United States. Racism a hu- is a huge problem in, in... Everywhere. Tons
1: of countries, yes. Yeah, and it definitely comes up in s- sex work. It, it just comes up in everything. And it, Definitely. It's, I, it's just a different... Um, it's a different beast when you're getting paid, you know? I mean, does that seem like an accurate statement? I would think if you're getting paid, you're kind of, you know what I mean? Like he's treating you like property Hmm. and he doesn't like it. You never felt like that though.
0: I would suppose that if you're going to sell, if you're going to sell some ass, um, realistically, people are buying you. You are com- you are a commodity.
1: Yeah. And
0: but I would it's argue that, it, I guess, right? For yes. Time. Yeah. I would argue that if you're purchasing a commodity and that commodity is cheeks, <laughs> then yes, at some point it is kind of like a property thing. But I mean, yeah. hey, at the end of the night, we're all selling our labor. We're all selling ourselves to to some
1: degree That's to someone you know, else. I, I sell my skill. I'm a dope ass massage therapist uh, <laughs> and like, you know, I get, I get clients because of that because I know what I'm doing and I make people feel like they are the only person in the world and they don't have to think about their outside shit. They just have to relax. So, you know, I'm sure some of the things I say to my clients, they're similar to that of sex workers Mostly. or any customer service really. Yes.
0: Seeing as customer service is all about friendliness and like, attentiveness. Yeah.
1: Especially when selling physical properties.
0: Yes. And seeing as that most of my job wasn't sex, a lot of it was just talking. A lot of people have a lot that they want to tell someone. So in some instances, being
1: a sex worker is also kind of like being a therapist. Well, that's funny that you say that because the mistress I worked for, she was being a dominatrix and make money to go into school to become a sexual uh, psychologist. So that's awesome. Yeah. And just like your madam, who I think is awesome, by the way, taking girls in so they don't get, I mean, she should get paid to have like a place just for that. You know, this is why I think sex work should be legal because women like your madam, can take in trans youth and give them proper, you know, there's nothing wrong with selling your fucking body. You know what I mean? And America Mm. just hates it. What do you think about it and why should sex work be legal? Sex work should probably be legal primarily
0: because it being illegal makes it a lot harder for escorts, it makes it a lot more dangerous. Like, likeliness to be murdered on the job. Sex workers are 400 times more likely than your average job to be murdered on the job. Um, Sex workers, like, one-third of sex workers um, are involved in cases where they are or are about to be raped. That's just how that works. Um, 30%, like, like 30 to 40% of sex workers are robbed or are physically assaulted um, because they can't go to the police with their problem. The problem here is that sex workers being criminalized uh, and like basically makes it so that they are more likely to not seek out assistance from a police officer or from the, the criminal justice system um, if something does occur. Um, because sex workers are super likely to be raped, they tend to not report these kinds of cases. I knew a ton of girls who had been sexually assaulted on the job. I had been sexually assaulted on the job. No one reported it. It's just not what you did. Because who's going to believe some black tranny? Like, let's just be honest.
1: You know what? It's so funny you said tranny because I was, because <laughs> in my day, because I'm old, remember, in the 90s, tranny just meant transvestite. It didn't mean transgendered at that point. Uh, and then it evolved into transgendered, at least from my perspective growing up, like mm-hmm. when anyone I knew said tranny, they meant transvestite. Mm-hmm. Um- and I, I've actually known a lot of crossdressers because the hotel I worked at was a gay hotel and a lot of cis hetero men hid their double lives at this bar, you know, mm-hmm. hotel bar, and they came in their comfortable clothing and where they could be free and accepted but that in is their, definitely awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I lo- I love that feeling. Of, I love I love promoting that feeling of safety, which is why I love uh that your madam did that for you. I mean, yes, you were sexually molested more a lot of times or in um, really bad ways. How did you cope with it?
0: Um close to the very beginning of my career, um I was raped once oh gosh that only ever happened once
1: good well but, not good it would be better if it never happened
0: it would be better but as with most things if you're trans and you're a sex worker the chances that it's yeah. going to happen aren't genuinely higher <laughs> if you that's, that's kind of the problem. If you lie down with dogs, you're going to get fleas. I'm not yeah. saying that sex work is bad. I'm just saying that if you are a sex worker in the current climate, you're very likely to experience these kinds of things. And then a big problem with sex work as well is that it's not, unless you're, unless you're a maniac, you're not reporting your income to the IRS. Yeah, exactly. And, yes. Can and I, I do think, that. Technically, you can. You can oh technically rep- like as an independent contractor. There's a section in like your where in your tax forms where it states like illegal income, like income that's not from like a, a normal job. Like you can report wow. illegal income. It's just you'd have to be really stupid. To yeah, like to right. Illegal income. <laughs> I'm at this point in the game. I'm a grandmother from like Tran Like you're a granny tranny. Essentially, yes. From like oh. the the terms of, of, from terms of like transitions, I'm really old into the game at this point. Now, I would never go into a group of younger um, trans like trans women and use the term tranny because at this point, twenty year olds younger than that, they're they don't use that that term anymore. It's no. offensive now, so I would never yeah. use it amongst them. But in my amongst. Amongst, the, amongst my, like, my like older girls, we use it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's like using the F word if you're gay. And, you know, my, my GBF calls me, he used to call me the mother of all fag hags. But I, because I, I, I am. That was always my thing. In the 90s, I just wanted to be a fag hag. I wanted to have a gay son and be the ultimate mama hag. <laughs> but now I just call myself a mama ally. I feel like in the wake of, you know, the new youth and the new gay youth, like I'm not going to call myself a fag It's derogatory.
0: Unfortunately, <clears throat> yes, it is. And so therefore in order to keep a beat, like a finger on the, the pulse of this, we have to change the terms we're willing to say. And so unfortunately I don't use tranny anymore. Yeah. Maybe not unfortunately, but I don't use it anymore as much because it's just not what people are. It's not, acceptable
1: anymore to yeah, in most exactly. circles. Well, my boyfriend, um you don't know him, he's also anonymous. <laughs> um he when we started dating, I'm a huge anglophile. I'm obs- I've been obsessed with anything British since I was a kid. I've been calling cigarettes fags since I've been smoking them and, you know, my millennial boyfriend is like you can't say fag anymore for a cigarette. <laughs> I'm like, but a fag it was a bundle of sticks. That's all it was. And then my best friend who is 55, he said, you know what they did though? Back in the day they used to wrap gay people in a bundle of sticks and burn them. And I'm like, all right, I'm never saying fag for a cigarette again. Yeah. 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 I'm like, Nope. And he's caught me slipping up once or twice, but not for a long time. Now I did it. I I got the F word out of my vernacular, you know, by vocabulary. Uh And I, you know It takes time. It does. It's like when uh I remember having a conversation once with um a former friend who went FTM and um we were talking about a heat when he had first come out to me and I got used to calling him he or them and they, sometimes I'd slip and he'd be like, It's all right, it takes time to get used to the 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 new pronouns, like he was very understanding with me. And then after a month or whatever, I never had a problem with calling him a he or they, them, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important to be, you know, very aware of the terminology that LGBTQIA want to use. You know, I think we should respect all that.
0: Definitely. Um, I will say from when I originally started my transition a long time ago like gender non-binary people or MB people really didn't exist, and so not a lot of people were requesting to be to be called they them. And so I will admit that even though I'm obvi- I'm trans, I did have a I had a hard time um, switching pronouns for one of my best friends who decided, yes, that they were non-binary. It took some time. It always takes time. But as allies, we have to be willing to take the time to change our language, exactly. to make people
1: most comfortable. Exactly. I have another trans friend who, when uh, she was first coming out to me, she's like, you know, I'm a tea girl, right? I'm like, I do, but that's not my business. You come out and tell me. But she said <laughs> tea girl. And I always thought T girl was cute or T boy or but you know, you never know what's going to offend someone. What do you call yourself, Jazz? <clears throat> well,
0: current in the current climate, I what refer to my Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the current climate, I, I usually just refer to myself as uh, trans or transgendered. It's just usually the it's the go to and most appropriate thing to to use. Yeah, um, T girl was um, that was. Let me think. That was like this is like 2000s 90s that was that was something that people used a lot more.
1: Yeah, I met her in like 2014 and she was saying T-girl. Uh-huh. She was one of my managers once. So, but uh yeah, I remember watching documentaries about um there was this huge documentary on the Logo channel like Probably in the early aughts, where they had they were focusing on a few trans people. One in the one girl in California desperately like doing bad things to get illegal hormones and shit. There was mm-hmm. another uh, man who was transitioning, just starting tea. you know. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very in depth. I will say documentaries like that
0: uh, were instrumental in helping people to take the first steps in understanding what
1: life was like for your average trans person like- trying to get hormones back in the day. I can't imagine. And all right. So you were working for yours. Was it easy for you to get your hormones? And now obviously you're in a comfortable place. Are you, your way? You, like you said, your grandma of transition, like you're a woman. <laughs> like, I mean, I know you could call yourself trans, but like you're a woman, like you ever, I I know it's important to stand up for trans rights and to identify, but do trans people, do you think, at least maybe in your experience or some people, you know, you never know, do you just want to be called women or men or whatever you are, or do you want to stand for trans, you know?
0: I will say in my personal life, me being trans doesn't generally come up super often now. Okay. Um, maybe when I'm meeting a new person and telling them about my experience, me being trans may come up in that instance, but in my normal everyday life, I'm just your average woman walking about buying groceries, eating a sandwich in the park. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. People won't look at you and say trans. And, you know, I think that's a little important too, but when you worked as a, a prosy did people just, did you market yourself as trans? Well, yep. That's that's how we got. Oh, most that, of our- that's that's the. Oh, okay. That's that's the uh, the glamour of it. Like, hey, you can have a trans prostitute, right? Yes, that's the selling point. Okay, I see. There was a lot of money in being, a,
0: a, something that was exotic. And oh
1: boy, so, I'm sure. Wait, how much did
0: you make? Can I ask you that? It depends on the job. Um, yeah. With um, new clientele. I would only stay with them for maybe Hmm. two hours at maximum Mm -hmm. just because you don't want to wear, like you don't want to wear on them and you don't want to, you don't want to like to make it an all night kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So on any individual job, especially on shorter jobs, um, I was making like 500 bucks, 600 bucks, maybe. That's awesome. But with, with repeat clientele, I could make a G in a night.
1: Oh, shit. How fast did you get all the tea you needed? Like, was there a point where you didn't... When did you realize you didn't have to be a sex worker anymore? Um, or I did you just like the money at that point?
0: I, I really quickly realized... Like, at 19, 20, I realized I didn't need to be a an escort. But, I mean, as a 19 or 20-year-old, you... If you're making like... I can't imagine. Yeah. If you're, if you're pulling in like $2,000, $3,000 in a weekend, you're probably going to keep doing it so that you can afford to do some yeah. stuff.
1: Hide that mad cash, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I spent a lot of that money on <laughs> stupid stuff.
1: Like what? Tell me the stupid stuff. I want to hear all the, 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 the binging. Well, uh, let's see. Do you still have anything that you bought back then? Oh, no, no,
0: no. Oh. That was, it was, I usually bought the dumbest of things, honestly. I couldn't drive then. I didn't have a, <laughs> I didn't have a license. So great. I didn't spend it on a car. I really, honest to God, should have spent it on cars or things that I would keep long term. But I ended up spending it mostly on clothes, alcohol, drugs. <laughs> Oh, you, you did lots of drugs. You don't do drugs anymore, do you? No, not really. Just every once in a while I'll have a drink.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Were you, were, were drugs a detriment when you were
0: working? Well, if I was working, like working, working, I didn't do anything. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't get more than tipsy with a client just because I needed to remain professional. Yeah. Um, if I'm like blasted with a client, what does that
1: look like? Why are you going to hire some drunk? That's true. You don't want to be some dumb drunk chick. Yes. A so professional thingy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the most I'd have was
0: like a glass or two of wine if I were working. But if I'm partying and just spending time amongst like the girls, we spent a lot of money in Atlantic City. We gambled. We did a ton of stupid stuff. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Well, when you're 20, why the fuck not? <laughs> you yes. Know? Like I, the world's going
0: to end. You're, you're, you can't die. The world's going to end in like 2012. So everyone was doing dumb
1: stuff. Yeah. I mean, that one Dom week, I made like, I worked four jobs and made like, I don't know, five, $600 in a week. It wasn't a lot because I was just an assistant, you know, but. That's still a lot of money. Like. Yeah. In the 90s awesome like I would if sex work were illegal I would be a dominatrix or some kind of emotional sexual support human you know so like (laughs) I like to be in my I always thought of myself when I used to read like fantasy novels I used to be in love with courtesans (laughs) I want to be a courtesan they're like exactly what you talk about they are not their number one selling point is not sex. It's comfort and talking. And because people are lonely, essentially, which you, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why they want any kind of companionship they can. Yes. Companionship is definitely important. Like, like
0: with like escorts, you generally spend a lot of your time being somebody's companion. And in some instances it like for some of my clients, it was almost like, it was almost like a dating experience. Like they would, I would be there for a day or two if they had the cash for it. And in that day or two, they have a live-in girlfriend
1: essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So now what kind of advice would you give to women who, or uh, well, let's start with women in general, Mm -hmm. Uh, women in general who are going into sex work most likely will be under 20. Uh What kind of advice would you tell them if they're thinking of getting into it? Or, and I don't mean people who, I mean, people who don't have a choice like that are stolen into sex trafficking, obviously. I mean, if Uh people feel they don't have a choice because they're at the end of the rope, they're like, I might as well be a prosy. What kind of advice and caution would you give to those women?
0: Um, I would probably... The best advice I could give is stay away from pimps. You never want a pimp. They're the worst thing for you. Pimps are abusive in a lot of instances. Pimps um, will get in, in some instances, pimps will get their girls addicted to drugs to ruin them, to make them like more prone to making terrible choices for themselves. There's really no reason for a pimp to exist like i get the fact that they can offer violence in the sense in, in the sense that if their girls are hurt in some way they will retaliate with violence but that's one of the reasons why we should make sex work legal because if it were legal you could criminalize the people who hurt prostitutes you can um you can set up the means for prostitutes to be tested um like for STDs, you can tax the money that they that they make. There's just so many various things that would be very helpful. It would uh, boom
1: the economy. I'll
0: tell you that. Sex work is a multi-million dollar slash no, billion billion dollar. multi-billion. So yeah, there that would be a massive boon on the economy. That's why you should yeah. also
1: legalize marijuana and like exactly. Like,
0: well, it's yes. legal
1: here now. Well, I mean, there's dispensaries, and I mean, it's my anxiety medication now, not Mm. marijuana. I'm not smoking pot anymore. I'm vaping anxiety meds. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like marijuana has been shown to be proven, like has been shown to be like like effective for multiple things, for binge eating, um, for anorexia, for anxiety. It's just super helpful. For a lot of different reasons, people should have access to it for medicinal purposes and recreational purposes.
1: Oh definitely, and that maybe we can make that another episode if you ever feel like coming back. but about sex work, um oh yes, I'm sorry, I didn't answer the question. Oh no, 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 I was just gonna add like I agree with you i I think we need to get rid of the pimps and the real criminals. And let people, it needs to stop being fucking taboo here. I think people need to start talking about sex more and be open about it. Because also, if people were just open and honest with each other, maybe your spouse or partner or whatever wouldn't go behind your back and get a prostitute. But some people, you know, you make your own relationship. Maybe going to prostitutes is your thing, and your spouse understands that we won't know if you're never going to be open with your partner, you know, mm-hmm. like we need to be open and talking about sex more and more and more. Definitely. That's, that's my sense. I'm sorry. I don't know. No, why no, I'm you're so not adamant. wrong. That's fine. <laughs> sexual education
0: is incredibly important without appropriate sexual education. We have more underage like pregnancies and teen pregnancies. It really is a detriment to our society that we're not, better educated on sex. And that contraception is sometimes for women, especially more difficult to get your hands
1: on. Oh, yeah, of course. Now, is there any organizations that you know, or if you know, anyone still in the life that have places to be safe if you're starting out and especially if you're trans? Or um, are there organizations trying to work for the pro- the sex workers and keep them safe? Um, If not, I'll do research on it because I do want to donate to someone in your honor. I do that with every guest. Mm -hmm. So um, unless there you have something in mind, I should have just asked you that on the side. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's fine. Um, I actually don't. I've been out of this for so long that I and I very rarely talk to anyone who still is a prostitute. So I'm just super out of the out of the the loop at this point. Yeah, but you're right. Planned Parenthood is a help. Planned Parenthood Parenthood is is a big help, right? it's essential. Planned Parenthood is one of the very few things that, that make it so that young women can get like various kinds of testing so they can get mammograms so that they can be like, be assisted to be like, like, so they could be assisted like for testing for like STDs. Like Planned Parenthood is one of the most important organizations we have. And the fact that they give out contraception or make it easy for women to get access to
1: contraception is invaluable. Oh, I absolutely agree. And, um, so w- with your episode, Jasmine, I will be donating to Planned Parenthood in your honor.
0: Oh, thank you. I actually donate to Planned Parenthood every month. So it's definitely... Do I- you really? Yes. I want to make sure that that organization stays open because young people make bad choices, but Planned Parenthood is there to help them to make better choices, to inform them and offer them resources. So it's just, it's, they're invaluable.
1: Yeah. I have another episode where the, um, my guest asked me to, uh, donate to Planned Parenthood in her honor as well. So I might just have to set up a monthly Planned Parenthood because I got you know, I got my abortion at Planned Parenthood when I was living in Philly. I mm-hmm. got all of my contraception and Obegan Kenobi stuff at Planned Parenthood, you know? <laughs> oh, sorry. I've been calling that so long. <laughs> I forgot. I, I, I... I'm sorry. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've just never heard that before. Oh yeah, I haven't said that to you. No, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's in my phone. Obi Kenobi, <laughs> for my gynecologist. Kind of it's just, it's, <laughs> it's just. Where would we be without Planned Parenthood? Any woman, no matter or man, you know. Yes. Where do you think your girlfriends get their abortions, fellas? Yes, Planned
0: Parenthood is, is essential for everyone, honestly. For, yeah. for men, they can also offer some sexual education as well as contraception as well if they're unable to get their hands on it in other ways. Planned Parenthood is important. Everyone yeah. should, should be donating to Planned Parenthood to keep them open. Exactly.
1: And now I guess um, the second part of that question is what would you say to transgendered people who are getting into sex work whether it be any age, you know, or what would you, how would you keep them safe?
0: The best way to keep them safe, I would say, is um, in the advent of the technological revolution, you can sell sex online. And I would say selling sex online through things like OnlyFans or Patreons or things like that is probably... The easiest and safest way to do this, if you're going to be an escort that meets people at like meets people in person, um, you have to meet people in neutral places. You have to make sure people know where you are. Honestly, for my first like five or six jobs, um, my madam was there with me, helping me, talking That's to lovely. me. That's yeah, lovely. she she been, basically took me to her jobs and scheduled jobs that would that that were that were mine but she was
1: with me so I felt safer it's like training it was like training actually yeah I mean I I don't know why sex is such a bad topic in this country I I, it would just it would just help so many things to to make it more a legal industry you know Definitely. i sorry. I don't mean to keep bringing that up, but no, no, it's perfectly fine. And like
0: in Nevada, it's a booming industry that brings in tons of money for their, for their state. Exactly.
1: Like, is that now, is that, I don't know. I don't think you have any Nevada experience, but do you think that would be a safe option for people to, to go to Nevada and do it legally? That would
0: probably be your safest option. At, but the thing about those, um, those brothels like the ranches yeah oh uh,
1: yeah ugh. they can be they can be creepy too um yeah. like that guy is dead now at the moonlight bunny ranch in reno or whatever isn't he dead i don't know he is dead i met him once he's a jay's a dick really you met him oh my god he seemed like such a dick what did he say to you not much um oh how'd you meet him i met him at a
0: uh, convention like a uh, like what is it called like a
1: it's, it was like a like an like a, expo
0: it was like a sex expo a sex
1: expo no come on come on jazz you need sex expo sex expo come on a sex expo we have to be obvious with the a sex expo what is a sex expo
0: tell me about sex bows. oh they're places where you can actually meet porn stars and purchase like various porn um items memorabilia um purchase toys from like that resemble body parts from uh, actors or actresses but it, they're really really like not bad places and you can meet a lot of people in the industry you can meet dicks like
1: dennis oh yeah that guy i forgot his name dennis yeah why why did you did you just go up to him or did he go up to you i need mean, the deets he
0: was um talking to like a, a bunch of girls and honestly the point is that the best way to say it's just he he wasn't the nicest person and yeah. he, was, he was a bit of a creep that's yeah. all i'm that's all i'm gonna say yeah i don't want to speak ill of the dead
1: it's okay we all speak ill of hitler that is very <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> i'm just teasing you of course that is your choice and that is very sweet um yeah i
0: would you can work at like these brothels and honestly that's probably the safest place where you can sell, um, where you can sell skin. Um, and probably it's your best option. Honestly. Um, the only problem is these are very competitive places. Um, it's not like something where like, if you're not doing well, you can do this for a while. They're very competitive. The
1: girls there, um, are lots of of, uh surgery and perfection you know stuff like that
0: yeah i I don't it
1: would be something where
0: you're essentially competing and i don't know how well anyone how how well everyone will thrive in that
1: kind of environment no i don't think especially in the sex industry that women should be fighting with each other i don't think women should be fighting with each other over anything we should be bonding so unless you could, they could think of a way to make a sex work community like a ranch, like a brothel, like more of a supportive thing. Then why pit women against other women? You know, that's a little weird. I agree. That might be the ego of the owners of the brothels too, and they're just pimps. Just they call themselves, you know, they're just high class pimps, right? In the case of the uh, Bunny Ranch. Yeah,
0: honestly, I think he was just a high-class pimp grabbing, like, grabbing chicks' ashes, like, asses like a monster.
1: Ugh, yuck. Yeah. Well, Jasmine, mm-hmm. let's um, end on a more positive note than that dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything I missed that you would like to bring up on our topic today? Hmm. I want to make sure I get everything you want to roar about out there. No, I think I've talked
0: about most of what I could for like sex work.
1: Awesome. I'm glad. Now, Jasmine, my last question. It is the hardest one. Oh. You ready? You ready? Mm-hmm. You ready? Can you roar for me? <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Probably not. I'm terrible. That's okay. You can make it any kind of roar you want. Just make it a jasmine roar. Let's do this. rawr Rawr more everybody let us thank jasmine here for her wonderful episode that i thought of that we both agreed on the title a whore new world because i asked her 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 hooker name hooker sorry i don't know if that offends you that's name, okay prozzie name And when she told me it was Jasmine, I'm like, oh my God, can we name it a whore new world? So I got permission. (laughs) I'm sorry. I like puns, inappropriate or not.
0: Realistically, it doesn't matter what you call, like what you call a prostitute, a whore, an escort. You're really, you're all doing the same thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Only thing that matters is you get paid at the end of the day. Exactly. Exactly. You should get what you put out. Uh Ha, that was funny. Oh, in the 80s, put out was the was a, a term, like put out or get out, you know? I have heard that before, but I haven't heard that recently. Yeah, I, I think the last time I heard it was on an episode of Married with Children. Anyway, <laughs> so Jasmine, from all of my heart, thank you so much for talking today. Your advice is invaluable and your heart is warm and awesome and you rock. Well, thank you so much. I loved being here. This was absolutely lovely. Um,
0: thank you for having me, honestly.
1: Oh, thank you for sharing. I just, I, I didn't care how long I had to wait to talk to you. I would have waited forever to hear your story. Well, thank you. This has been a beautiful
0: experience and I'll be looking forward to hearing so, like like some like your other episodes.
1: Oh, cool. Yay. Well, uh, let me just, uh, well, thank you. And I'll um, definitely tell you, you, you'll get to hear your own episode first. Let me just say goodbye to everybody. Bye. Bye. The world is a mess. War, famine,
0: politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything
1: would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What is isn't there to love?
0: If you want to learn all of life's important lessons... Or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical... Subscribe to Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts.
1: Or at our website at that's not com.
0: that's not canon productions podcast he can be as homophobic and as racist as he wants he's got a black trans like cock in his ass so that's all-
1: <laughs> imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time